Welcome to the Amplify You podcast with your host, me, moi, Danielle, where I interview entrepreneurs from all different types of businesses and share their story and amplify them. I am so excited to share each and every one of them with you. And maybe you're going through an entrepreneurial journey and you might see yourself within them and that might help help elevate you. So I'm stoked. I hope you are. So stay tuned. This is going to be an incredible ride. Welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here and I have an incredible human with me today. His name is Josh. And Josh, I'm going to quickly pass you the mic so you can do a little intro and we can kind of get to the nitty gritty of it. Sure. Yeah. So um, kind of an interesting background. Um, Super fucked up. Hopefully um, four letter words are okay on your podcast. A hundred percent. You could curse uh, away. It's totally fine. (laughs) I I won't. I will try not to curse like a sailor, um, although that was my background, but um, all types of abuse. So, um, you know, uh, physical, mental, sexual, like all the things. Uh, father died in prison, right? And so I think context is super important as I kind of tell my story. Um, and, um, you know, hopefully connect with other people that uh, maybe listen to certain things and it's like, oh, yeah, well, he had a leg up. Um, certainly not the case. So I think context is super important. Um, but really kind of stumbled into um, not just real estate, but short term rentals. Uh, a long time ago. So 2012, long before the proliferation of Airbnb um, and actually have migrated since into boutique hotels. Uh, quit my my job in corporate America uh, about 18 months ago. So um, at this point, I've got a, a short-term rental management company and um, we invest. Uh, I've got two investors. We invest in boutique hotels as well. So we're um, actively offering on a bunch of those, just trying to build the brand uh, but it's been a lot of fun, uh, and I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm super excited to to get to know you a little bit more, and I kind of want to talk about like how you got started in this business, sure. right? Because real estate it has all different types of facets, as we know. And I've talked to a lot of different people in different areas of real estate. So, what made you want to go into the short term rental space and Airbnb and all that type of stuff? Yeah, I actually I was working for a Fortune 500 company back in 2012, and they split into two separate public companies, and they laid off 700 of us. So, so it was me and 699 of my friends, um, and so that was kind of like my like let's see what else is out here type of thing. Um, long before Airbnb was popular, my joke is is kind of like I would tell my old college buddies what I was doing, and they would quite literally laugh at me. <laughs> uh, so you know, it was definitely early on in the short term rental phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was like my my tripping into short term rentals. Um, I I only did that like very temporarily, maybe ninety days, and then um, I tried a few other things entrepreneurially. Um, and came back to short-term rentals in 2016. And so I listed uh, listed a bedroom in a house I was living in um, in 2016, February of 2016. Um, so, uh, you know, a little more than seven years ago, I'm going to have grown from that that bedroom to buying boutique hotels. So just been playing real-life Monopoly, I like to say. No, honestly, I think that's so interesting. And I think, did it, did something that helped with all of this, it, was it, combining yourself with other people that were in the business like how how did you kind of progress into the boutique hotel and like did you collaborate a lot like how did that all work out lots of failure um <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah so I, like 
I think entrepreneurially, like your definition of failure just changes, right? Like at you hit some point, it, it is like, it's just not the same for me anymore. Like it's just a part of the process where, um, you know, not to head down a rabbit hole, I guess that's what this is for, but like the education system doesn't encourage failure. Right. And so, you know, it's the, it's this certain system and you, you know, you're, you're not just supposed to like learn what you're good at and what, um, what you need to learn, but like you have to learn it to a certain standard. Um, and reality is not really like that, right? Like there's this cross section of like, what am I good at? What is their market value of? And also what do I like? Right. Mm -hmm. And that, like that, that cross section of that trifecta is like the sweet spot. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. most people really struggle with that. And most people don't get to fail enough to figure out what that is, frankly. Um, so, you know, like I, I think super fortunate to be able to kind of figure that out a little bit. Um, you know, and for me, I mean, I, like, I really love showing people our city. Um, I live in Charleston, South Carolina. So kind of, you know, an old historic Southeast city, mm-hmm. um, you know, pre, pre, uh, you know, declaration of independence type place. Uh, so restoring these like super old places that, you know, we normally wouldn't get a chance to do. And then like showing people the city is like a cool thing for me. I'm kind of like a history nerd. At, you know, the, the place we closed on in uh, December was built in 1798. So, you know, that the, the country's not that much older than that. So it's, you know, it's kind of a cool thing for us. So, uh, but yeah, I have two partners on the investing side. I don't have any on the property management side. So I'm one of those guys that I had property managers like constantly hounding me like, you know, oh, you can make so much more money. You should move out of this place. And I'm like, well, what do you charge? I can do this, you know? So um, upside downside, you know, I mean, there's, I'm glad I have like the momentum now to be able to have a good team to be able to do a lot of the things that um, are are frustrating or um, time consuming. This is a 24, seven, 365 business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's great. I mean, I like, I short-term rentals changed my life. I have no regrets, uh, kind of leaning into this. And for me, it's probably like the fourth thing that I tried as far as being an entrepreneur. Um, and so I think like failure, you, like you learn how to do certain things like a little bit quicker, um, and fail cheaper, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like leaning into this, um, I, I listed, um, a bedroom of a house I was living in. And within 30 minutes, I had my first listing, right? So it's like, okay, here's revenue. Like this, mm-hmm. this is like a piece of what I feel like I need as an entrepreneur. Like I, I don't have the ability to like build a mobile app and wait two years. Like I need this right. quickly, right? And and some of it I think is like, it's not just controlling your own destiny, but again, like that trifecta, right? Like of what, what am I comfortable with? Um, and how quickly can I get things going? Because uh, everybody has their own personal circumstances too. So, and I think that what I want to get at with my listeners is kind of I love to give like tactical advice, right? So for those people that are listening that might want to get into the business, but again, there's so many facets. So, what kind of tips could you give to them to kind of navigate their way within the real estate space to find which sure good for them? Yeah, I so it it. It is very, uh, so it's not just like real estate as an asset class, mm-hmm. but, but much more defined than that, right? So if you want to be, if you want to own office space, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. If you want to own, um, you know, long-term rentals, that's another thing. If you want to own apartments, that's another thing, right? So it's re- like real estate is huge. 
um, kind of my line is it's very hard to lose money if you own anything for more than 30 years. Right. And so if you can, if you have the ability to zoom out, right, there's some turmoil now, right? Economically, um, rates have doubled in the last year. But if you have the ability to zoom out and not be forced to sell in any specific time frame, um, just because of, you know, your debt situation or whatever, um, I mean, it really makes things a lot easier. And it's very difficult to lose money if you're able to zoom out for that 30 years. Um, you know, the, the longer I'm in this game, the more I run into people that have been in it 30, 40, 50 years and have no debt on a property. Right. And so if you don't make an offer that's attractive to them with whatever net number they're willing to walk away with, like they just don't even entertain it. So, um, you know, it's one of those things like it, it really does help create multi generational wealth. It's just a matter of how you get into it. And so, you know, I think this is interesting. Um, again, it's, you know, life changing for me. It was very difficult to get financing coming out of COVID. Um, you know, it's one of those things where people look at 2020 and they're like, well, but your numbers aren't great for 2020. It's like, yeah, because it was quite literally the worst hospitality recession in the history of mankind, right? right? Every, yeah, so, yeah. you know, it can always, uh, it can always be worse. That was like it. That was the worst, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I think like it, it helped because it's like we survived that. So we probably can make it elsewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so like, I think it just depends on the, the specific asset class that you want to get in. Um, it's definitely more expensive now to finance things. Uh, but there's always, you know, when you're getting into this space, like you can be creative with things um, in terms of finding investors, um, SBO, SBA loans, small business administration loans. Um, that's a huge thing in the businesses that we're buying in terms of uh, boutique B&Bs. So it, it really just depends on the specific asset class in terms of how you navigate that successfully. Uh, but like, I'm an open book. So I mean, I'm happy to refer people if they want to reach out. Um, and I think it really does matter in terms of like the specific asset class that they want to get into. What I find so fascinating, because I'm I'm so like new to the whole space, right? Like I, I'm Every time I go either like I'm in on an app called Clubhouse all the time and people are talking on that app about real estate all the time. I love it because like, I don't know anything, <laughs> so, but it's so, I feel like it's so important to be that like, not the most, you know, knowledgeable person in the room because that's how you learn. So oh, totally. what my, my next question for you then is with all the success that you've been having thus far, like are there moments where you kind of take it in and, and celebrate those small wins? Cause I know a lot of entrepreneurs Ooh. don't do that. Yeah. It's, it's a tough thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of my line is I took a $30,000 401k loan in 2012 and turned it into more than $5 million in a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm terrible at that. Um, I'm kind of like always, don't get me wrong. Like I'm super grateful with where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, in kind of the journey to get there because it's been pretty crazy. Um, but you know, it's always like, what's the next thing? Um, and and some of it is like I, I try to you you surround yourself with people that challenge you to be the best version of yourself, right? And so I think that's a big piece of it, and that's kind of who I have in my life now. So there's not a lot of this, you know, like pat on the back type stuff. You know, I'm I'm not like some prolific musician or something that like had overnight success, right? I mean, it's the slow grind for 10 years. 
Um, and so some of it for me is just like continually surrounding myself with people that uh, will help me be the best, best version of myself. No, that's a, I mean, that's a great answer. And I couldn't agree with you more. And I feel that, I mean, it's important to note that I'm sure you weren't, you, you didn't wake up successful, right? Like right. You, you're, you, you know, you weren't born into all this. So you, you built this from the ground up. Right. So, and I think it is important to, to celebrate those moments and how far you've come because like, we're so quick to go to that next step and that next goal that we don't celebrate those wins all the time. It's, it's like an ongoing exercise for me. I really, um, and I think it always will, will be, frankly, um, just, you know, I, I do come from a humble beginning. So I think it will mm-hmm. continually be a thing where I'll have to like force myself, like, cool, this was like the next thing you wanted to do. You should celebrate that, you know? Um, and that's super important. Like, otherwise, why are you doing it? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's the people around you that are helping you get there and all of those things. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something I have to kind of like force myself to do. Was there kind of a pivotal moment that within your life and your journey that kind of changed the trajectory of where you are? Yeah, there's a couple things actually. So, um, you know, briefly mentioned it was like super ghetto background. So I actually got arrested when I was 20 mm-hmm. um, and had this moment where I'm from the DC area, um, live in Charleston, South Carolina now, but I went home and at one point it was like, you know, oh, you can sell these drugs and we'll get you out of the situation you're in. Um, and I wound up buying a one-way bus ticket back to Charleston instead. So, um, you know, I spent the $69 on a on a bus ticket um, and just rebuilt my life. And that was, you know, more than 20 years ago now at this point, a long time ago. Um, but like that was definitely a pivotal moment. Um, fortunately, um, I got super, super lucky the very first professional job that I had, um, there was kind of like a call to work on proposals. I worked for uh, Department of Defense contractors for the mm-hmm. better part of 20 years. Um, and so it was kind of like, hey, help us work on this proposal. Um, that proposal wound up being the largest contract that that contractor had ever won um, at the time. So it was like $179 million over five years. Um, but I was the only person that volunteered. And so... Uh, out of out of maybe a hundred, so wow. um, you know, not not a small office, but um, literally, and this was like you know two thousand three or something. Mm-hmm. So you know, back when like Zoom wasn't really a thing, you know, we yeah. had to still do things in person. So mm-hmm. um, quite literally, every every Saturday and Sunday, I went into the office um, for the better part of eighteen months, and then also like twice a week um, at night. And I was still kind of like finishing my undergrad at the time, and. So it's one of those things in hindsight, like I was smart enough to kind of see the opportunity, the guy that put out the request, um, you know, I'm like, okay, I, I like this guy as a person. I feel like I can learn from him in terms of doing business development proposals, competitive analysis, you know, pricing, those types of things, winning new business. That's exciting to me. And, and what my day job was, wasn't exciting to me. And so it was like, okay, let's see where this goes. And um, that guy was the best man at my wedding. So oh, wow. um, that guy has like kind of turned into my dad, if you will. Um, huh? And so, you know, put me in a lot of amazing places during my 20s in terms of professionally, um, you know, up for like certain boards and things like that. Um, but, you know, really did a lot of things for me, um, you know, personally and professionally. But like at some point, we just stopped talking professionally. 
right? So he's retired now. He's actually in Poland today. Um, and, you know, they do these. They were in India last uh, Q4. So, like, they go to these places and they, like, immerse themselves. My, him and his wife immerse themselves in the culture for a month or two. Oh. Um, so he's actually in Poland now. I spend as much time with him as I can. But that's, like, my dude, you know? So, right. um, And it's one of those that, like, I think I was smart enough to see the potential maybe professional opportunity back then. Uh, but that company at the very end of that submitting that proposal, um, they gave me one day off. So eight hours, I think it was like a Monday I took off. So I extended uh-huh. the weekend and $500 uh, pre-tax. So it was like maybe 350 bucks. Uh, but what I got out of that was this relationship, right? And I had already invested all this time. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I don't, uh, I, 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 I would like to think that I was smart enough to at least lean into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, but there's no way I could have anticipated the result of that. Um, you know, given, given the way that I grew up in my background, like to be able to have a guy that you feel like is your dad, you know, after all these years, um, and just, you know, be there for everything. Like it's, it's, I couldn't script anything better than that. So. I, I want to let that breathe for a little bit because I think that <laughs> I think because of what you said is so important. And I think a lot of people, you know, in, in the entrepreneurial space show the highlight reel. They're not really being yeah. real. And like, I love what you said because you're being real and it, w- it was a journey for you. And these were the peak moments that kind of changed your life. And it's important to hear that because they don't hear that, you know, often. No, not not on the social media social media age, right? Like that's absolutely not. It's, it's the absolutely. opposite of what we what we show. You know, there's not a whole lot of tears. It's correct. Like here, here's the very best of the very best. So yep. yeah, it's uh, and I, I mean, there's there's something to be said for authenticity, right? I mean, it's um and and like getting beyond the curated BS. Um, you know, I I I don't know. I like kind of the the further along I get, the more I try to give back. Uh, to other folks like, purely because of the relationship that I have with this guy. Like, you know, I mean, it, it, it just, um, it becomes more and more important to me uh, because of how it's, because of how much it's influenced um, just my entire life. Right. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's not enough, enough of that these days. So um, I try to lean into that a bit. And that kind of leads to my last question for you as we kind of round things out, which would be, you know, when you, when you look at your family, right? And the business that you've built, what is that ultimate like legacy that you would want to leave? That's a tough question. Um, man, I, I think about this a lot, actually. So, and I think most entrepreneurs do mm-hmm. as well, right? Yep. Um, you know, it's not just creating multi-generational wealth, but trying to figure out um, how to structure it, <laughs> you know, just in terms of having a trust. And um, it's the old Warren Buffett quote of like, giving your kids enough that they can uh, that they can do things that make them happy, but not so much that they can do nothing. Mm. Um, and there's like, there's a balance in between there. Right. So um, yeah, I think that's, that's like an ongoing struggle um, and, and things get like crazier and crazier, you know, uh, the, things are so polarizing now. Uh, but that's really like, I mean, I, I spend a lot more time on that these days, just kind of uh, how do you transfer wealth? But, do it constructively, um, you know, and, and 
not to throw out more uh, more four letter words. Not that this is. No, but you can. Mark, 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 Mark Cuban's line is like, "How do I make my kids not be a douchebag?" Right. right. So <laughs> you know, and and he looks at like, "How can I plug my girls into other companies?" You know, oh, it's a female founder. Um, can you learn from her? Right. Like, and he'll pay the legal fees just to be involved with that, just so, so they can learn something. So, you know, little things like that. I mean, it, it's, it's tough. Like the, the more separation you have, the harder it becomes. Uh, but I think the more important it is, right? Like, yep. you know, you, you don't want to make all these sacrifices to distance yourself from wherever you came from. And then all of a sudden, a generation or two later, it's all gone. Right. And your family's back to where they were. So, you know, it's, it's a, and there's certainly a pressure, I think, to be able to kind of set that up um, constructively for the future. Uh, but it's interesting. Like, I, I think I come across that for, you know, as you, you start to make kind of um, random offers on different places to buy some of the, the, the types of assets that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting, like, if, if it's held in a trust and, oh, the trust skips a generation and this is how, it's set up for the grandkids. Like it's it's a it's a super interesting perspective that I never would have even thought about until we um, started buying this asset class. No, I love that. Absolutely love that. And I know that the people, my listeners, are going to want to like connect with you, want to get involved with whatever you're doing. So please, I'm going to put it in the show notes. But please share all your socials, share all the things that you got going on. Sure. Yeah. So my my personal website is just joshhatter.com. Um, it's J O S H H A T T E R dot com. Um, Hatter like the Mad Hatter. Uh, but I actually have a Calendly link on there uh, that people can go and set up time to chat. Like I'm super open door, super transparent, um, happy to chat. Anything from I spent 20 years in corporate America and a career I absolutely hated, uh, you know, to trying to exit that or, you know, just in terms of optimization and things like that. I, I'm just, I'm available. I want to, for no other reason, but then to make it easier on somebody else. So. And I think there, I think that's important when you're an entrepreneur, you want to serve others, right? You're definitely a servant to others. So I appreciate that. But Josh, I know you're super busy. I really appreciate you taking the time and chatting with me. And guys, if you love this episode, please tag the two of us on social media. We'll show you some love back, but Josh, I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Guys, I'm super excited to announce that I just launched an online clothing boutique called Bella Mel Boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. The clothing in there right now is incredible. The wholesalers that I'm that I'm going to have in there, I'm being very strategic. Um, they're going to be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, Bella Mel Boutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.